0: So I'd like to talk marketing because how marketing applies to that, because without the marketing, you you really don't have the business and you're not able to teach, create the impact that you want to create through martial arts and live that lifestyle. So it always comes down to the marketing side of it. Now, you can be a great teacher, but if nobody knows who you are, it's always going to be a struggle. And I mean, 99% of the school, and as I speak to, it's always, how do we get more students? Ladies and gentlemen. Hi,
1: everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Check check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com,
0: George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on MartialArtsMedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to MartialArtsMedia.com. Enjoy. Hey, it's George. hope you're well. So, a bit of a different podcast interview for you today. I just got off a podcast interview where I was the one being interviewed. So, a little different, me sitting on the other side of the fence, getting asked all the questions. Was a lot of fun. And so I decided to actually share the podcast interview with you here. Uh, yeah, thought it was a good idea. We discussed a couple of cool things. Uh, first 20 minutes, more of the sort of life background stuff. But I think about 18 minutes in, we really got into some real good, actionable marketing steps, things about business, life, and general. So uh, had so much fun, was great. And I thought it would be good to share the podcast with you here today Um, simply because I'm always the guy asking all the questions. So perhaps you'll learn a bit about me if you're curious about that. If not, you've heard all that stuff, skip the first 18 minutes and get into the nuts and bolts because we really discussed a couple of real good concepts, actionable stuff for your martial arts business. So anyway, podcast was with Florence Sophia from Toronto. Um, you can check out her website at bjjyoga.com and also her Instagram handle is at jujitsu yoga. Right, so at jujitsu yoga and website bjjyoga.com. Anyway, here we go. Hope you enjoy the episode.
1: We are live. Hi, George. How are you doing?
0: Good. How are you, Florence?
1: Very well. It is 8 p.m. in. Toronto, Canada, and 8 a.m. in Australia.
0: (laughs) In Perth, that's right.
1: In Perth. I can't believe we are speaking from uh, such a distance, away from each other.
0: It's all good. The the future looks good for you guys.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, The world seems uh, smaller than what it is, actually, (laughs) with technology. amazing so let me start by introducing our guest i am florence sophia i am your host today and we have an amazing podcast wired to win is the title game plan and strategies for martial arts business i am so much looking forward for this conversation with you and thank you for making the time to be with us today george uh, so George is the founder of martial arts media um, from former computer programmer he turned into a successful online marketer he found his passion for martial arts by following his son's journey and fast forward eight years later you are now a purple belt congrats on that that's an amazing cool. achievement
0: took a while Most people don't get it. there
1: yeah. yeah yeah a lot of tears and sweat I bet. <laughs> uh, so, George works with a new group of school owners and community called Partners, and we'll get into it uh, shortly. Where the focus is generating more income, more impact, and living the lifestyle that martial arts provides. Uh, your success comes from your expertise in online marketing, coupled with your ability to bring in tested principles from outside the industry and apply it to the gym and school owners. That's amazing. So tell us, uh, George, what are you, uh, what are the things that that are interesting to you that you are working on right now? And, and also why is it interesting to you personally and, and professionally?
0: If I, uh, probably if I had to go with the most recent it would be uh, just completing the 75 hard challenge. I don't know if you familiar with that. Or... Yes. Yeah.
1: I did yes. two days. I lasted you two, did days. two days. Yeah. <laughs> Where
0: did you get stuck? I'm sorry. Where did you get stuck?
1: Going back to work. The weekend nice. was fantastic. I had the time, and then the the Monday Monday came, and and uh, yeah, it's just challenging when when you have a busy work schedule. Uh, but I do intend to to get back to it, and also with the weather being nicer, um, it's gonna be easier for for the. For, Right, so one one of the items for our audience who doesn't know about the 75 hard is 45 minutes of workout outside, which uh,
0: Two, sometimes no, we've
1: one, yeah with the snow may might be challenging. Which I'm sure you don't have that challenge in in, in uh, Australia.
0: Yeah, so we, we we probably the outside workout is probably a lot easier in in Australia. And our and mm-hmm. when you move on to phase one you you got to add cold showers to the mix as well, which in summer year was really, uh, it, it was it was easy to do. But uh, the 75 hard challenge, yeah, so if, we, if you don't know, it's a, it's a challenge that you do for 75 consecutive days, um, doing five things, two workouts, 45-minute workouts a day, one outside, read 10 pages of non-fiction, uh, follow a diet, don't cheat meals or alcohol, and I'm missing one. What? Water, how could I miss that? <laughs> a gallon of water, so that's uh, <laughs> about four litres of, of water a day. Um, yeah, so it, it's a real simple thing, but it it's, it's uh, to be honest, I've, and I've done a lot of personal development and, you know, work on myself over the years, but that's probably hands down the best thing I've ever done because just that reinforcement of daily habit to really understanding what habit and discipline is that... Mm-hmm. That really uh, that really ingrained it in me, and uh, it's not something you pick up in a book. It's not something you read. You just got to do it, and once you've done it, uh, it, it really transforms your life in in so many ways. Yeah, and uh,
1: so I'm like actually curious. Uh, so you 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 completed the 75 days, right? How, I did the 70.
0: Yeah.
1: How was that that journey? How how did you feel along the way to keep yourself motivated through it? Because I I bet you know. I know a lot of people who go halfway and then have to come back and like me, you know, it lasted two days, but it, it 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 takes a lot of discipline, like you're saying, to get to the 75 days.
0: Yeah. Um, a, a big part would be accountability. If, mm. if you're in a, in a group of, and you've got to choose your group wisely, of course, but if you have a group of motivated people that are doing it, it's a lot harder to fall back on what you're doing. And, yeah, and and just obviously wanting to do it. The the thing is, when you follow it on the app, the, the further you get into it, the stakes just become higher. And you know, if you're twenty days or thirty days in, and it's eleven o'clock at night, and you haven't done that second workout, you suck it up and you you do it because <laughs> because you don't you don't want that little meter to go down to zero. And I've never been one for challenges and, and doing this type of things. I always, I always thought it was but yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't catch me until i until i did it um but how was the journey so so what I start decided to do was i, I figured well I've, I've got a daily routine of, of training jujitsu at 12 o'clock so i figured well if if i i'm gonna i'm gonna not change the rules but i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it a bit differently in the sense of i will have jiu-jitsu every day which which is kind of an hour to 90 minute workout but then i'll do my second workout, which might just be like an evening walk, like a brisk walk outside, mm-hmm. and could do that for 45 minutes. And so that was my plan, right? I'll just do jiu-jitsu every day, and, uh, <laughs> which is always a great plan until, until injuries start to creep up. And so I wish they did because I've, I've got a shoulder injury and I've, I'm now sitting with tennis elbow, which is – anyway, we're not going to talk injuries, right? Because when we talk jiu-jitsu and injuries, it could go – <laughs> we could yeah. We
1: could spend uh, hopefully the night. Of
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh my shoulder injury uh came back up and I, I just decided to work around it, like really work around it. And I know it needed rest, but uh I just yeah, I just carried on training and it and it really it just paid off and two, three weeks in my shoulder was better, routine got back on track. The the hardest part was traveling mm. um because we had a holiday mm. book. And so we uh, we got on the plane. This is the first time I got on the plane after this whole you know pandemic thing hit, and um, and I felt sick, like really sick. Um, I remember being on a coaching call with my clients, and I couldn't talk. It was, like <laughs> I really couldn't talk. I just yeah. no words came out. And so that that week was probably the hardest part of it because I had to really. substitute. What, what
1: pushed you to stick to it and not give up?
0: Again, just the the having to start over again, and mm. I had the deadline of my deadline was the seventy fifth day was Christmas, so mm. and I wanted to have a good meal on Christmas Day. And,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good deadline.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so I knew stopping and restarting meant you know going over anyway. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what got me through it. So if you if you if you are going to do something like that, just make sure your your deadline. Make sure that you've planned out you know, obstacles in between of what dates can come up that might throw you, of course, travel, birthdays, celebrations, etc., and have a group, good group, of uh, peer group of people mm-hmm. that are cheering you on.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. So talk to me about your journey from the computer programming industry to being, you know, the successful online marketer that you are today for martial arts businesses.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, that's a that's a whoa. Um, what's that about twenty six year journey compressed into a little <laughs> bit? But uh, it, but it, it's sort of it's it's something that really fell from one thing. And I'll I'll skip a lot of gaps because I don't want to go into you know bore you with too much details. But uh, I mean, I started computer programming as after school. I'd, I'd never done martial arts. Martial arts was never as a kid right thing. It was surfing, playing drums. Uh, that was really my passion, and uh, after taking some time off after school, I was like, all right, I've got to go do something, and I, I, I was like, I've, I've got to go study marketing. Like, that's what that's what it feels like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that feels like a calling, and, uh, and, and I remember, you know, people giving me advice as people that care about you always do, telling me that, no, you shouldn't do marketing. Everybody does the marketing, and so somehow I stumbled on I'm going to do computer programming, and so... I started computer programming, which was actually quite funny, because when I walked into the class the first day, I recall sitting around all these kids that have obviously been programming for life, right, and they they could just tapping away, and here's me trying to figure out where do I actually put the computer on, like, mm-hmm. that's how, that's how <laughs> amateur I was with, with technology. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I started computer programming, which was um, really interesting in, in the sense of problem solving and learning. But uh, halfway through, I started selling computers to my class mates. And, um, and so that just got me into business. So I, I kind of just fell back into what felt natural, was marketing. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, after studying, I, I had two paths. One is I follow the corporate lifestyle, or number two is I become an entrepreneur. And so I thought I would give this entrepreneur thing a go. And um, that's the right Early 20s, you know, where where things really begun. You know, we started knocking on doors and trying to figure out how we're going to get clients. And I think we got our first client out of pity more than anything, you know, Mm, two young mm -hmm. guys knocking on business doors. (laughs) Faith. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, and so, and and, and that became a thing and we became super successful, you know, like the talk of the small town. Um, And we did well. And uh, about two years in, and now this is uh, going back in age time, if, um, you know, the year 2000, where all computers were going to die. Well, obviously, that didn't happen, right? But we couldn't navigate our business through that. And uh, we crashed uh, in more ways than one, you know, financially, egos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I lost a lot of money. And and that was it. I I, I parted ways ways with computers for for a good 10 years. And then I got into sales and marketing, uh, more like a default profession, not chosen. I'm, I'm okay. from South South Africa, so mm-hmm. uh, in South Africa, sometimes employment opportunities are not great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I so started in sales and marketing, and, and and that was, you know, when I started in sales and marketing, I, I really understood why my business failed is mm. the lack of understanding marketing and sales. And it's probably the best education I've had in in life is just going through that sales process because mm-hmm. when when you have sales managers that are really drilling you and really putting the pressure on you to understand. Yourself and what you are projecting to the world, and how is that is is affecting your business? Uh, yeah, that that was that was life changing.
1: It, it wasn't a failure; it was a lesson.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, everything's disguised as a lesson, right? But uh, yeah, fast fast forward the life story. I, I moved to us. Um, I I broke my neck actually in a car accident. Uh, that was probably the biggest wake up call of all. Uh, <laughs> broke my neck, and uh, I, I look back on it, and you know, when I, what, if I think what what sort of really struck a nerve is uh, I was I was in hospital and uh, you know I had big neck brace on I had a hemorrhage. I, I thought you could see I've got a cut
1: yeah going yeah, on I guess, yeah and
0: yeah. Uh, yeah I'm lying in hospital and, and a doctor's looking at me and and he and he laughs. And I'm like why are you laughing? Yeah. He says he because says, guys like you we normally just don't operate. And I say why? He says, because you're dead in two weeks and he walks out, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I, I snickered, but uh, it, it, it hit me so hard, you know, like, it, it was just, it was just, you know, kind of the thing that hits you between the eyes, I'm like, whoa, okay, well, what if what if that was it, like, what mm-hmm. if that was my life, Yeah. Um, I was 27, 28 at the time, and, and then I planned my exit strategy, like, how am I going to, how am I going to leave South Africa, how am I going to live life, and, uh, yeah, I got a job at a cruise ship in the States, moved to the States, uh, lived around in Los Angeles, New Orleans. Uh, we cruised through Alaska, so did all that. And um, and then I yeah, I landed up in Australia. I was gonna be a holiday, turned into life, and then yeah, here I am in Australia. Where are we at, at the life story. Yeah, so <laughs> got back into sales, <laughs> got back into sales and marketing and um yeah. And, and somewhere along the line I picked up a computer. And, um, look, actually, in reality is I landed up in Australia and I, I didn't have a valid working visa. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm legal now. Any authorities? <laughs> <laughs> but, Congrats. Uh, time. Congrats.
1: That's yeah. a big milestone.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I mean, uh, well, uh, I was expecting a son and I was in Australia. I couldn't I couldn't leave to go apply for a visa and my son was going to arrive. Like, so I had, it, it was a bit of a juggle, and um, so in that time, I had a lot of time on my hands, and I, I bought a computer, and I got back onto marketing, and so that that became then a blend for me, right? Because now I, ha- I had computer programming knowledge, but I had also a lot of sales and marketing, and I started looking at business opportunities, and I I spent my money on a lot of stuff, just trying home business opportunities, and network marketing, and selling e-commerce products, and uh just a lot of trial and error and that's why i just don't take for granted what we have now because now we have facebook groups and knowledge is just infinite you know mm-hmm. back then okay. 2006 2007 there, there wasn't much around mm-hmm. right there was google uh, there was myspace and you know you could search and you could find stuff but it was really hard to you know if you just a newbie starting out there's nobody to ask mm-hmm. i got into a book and, and this was probably the most foundational book that changed me into you know, look, that really taught me about uh, marketing was Perry Marshall's definitive guide to Google AdWords,
1: mm.
0: and um, and that really taught me foundations of how does marketing work, how how does num- how do numbers work, um, yeah. you know, and uh, I still have that same type of conversation with school owners every week because those foundations still don't change. Understanding your lifetime your lifetime customer value, what mm-hmm. how much can you spend to get a customer. Um, and understanding those metrics that's super powerful
1: so so tell us what uh what has jiu jitsu taught you and and what aspects of the jiu jitsu mindset are you applying um you know in in times of uncertainty like like right now in the lockdown
0: yeah so so uh, yeah so look uh, i guess just for some context i started training martial arts just just after that um mm-hmm. was not jiu jitsu at first I, I figured that I could only train jujitsu after getting punched in the head and the doctor <laughs> yeah. the doctor said that's not a good I idea. I don't think
1: it was recommended.
0: <laughs> no. Um and so yeah, so I got into martial arts. Um and you know, so I've been I've been doing jujitsu for the last six, seven years, I believe. Anyway, so but to skip from that story, what's what's jujitsu taught me? Well, really resilience, uh problem solving. Um being okay with obstacles and learning how to overcome them. Um, you know, we fortunately in, you know, in a completely different situation compared to, I know you guys in Canada are still having it super tough, um, guys in the UK and so forth. You know, for, for us, uh, you know, we've moved past it. And so um, things are a lot different here. You know, we can walk freely and mm-hmm. you know, no masks, um, et cetera. We. Continued with you know normal day to day life, but uh, yeah, for the most part, what it's what's sort is just being in the moment, being able to navigate through problems, and there's always options, right? There's always a second option. There's always options to go beyond the situation of what mm-hmm. you're what you're dealing with.
1: I, I can definitely hear the resilience in you. Uh, I, 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 I do uh, I do uh, relate to that aspect of of jujitsu. Um but tell us like moving on to uh, the 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 main topic of the night, um, martial arts businesses and, and strategies, what would you say are the three key strategies to pivot and and grow a martial arts business, especially you know, when when everything seems to be um, going wrong? <laughs>
0: Okay, so so it's a big question, right? And I want to be conscious of you know, your audience and where people are at. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if they beyond the pandemic, or, you know, still navigating out of lockdowns and so forth. But uh, uh, for me, because I help school owners with marketing, um, you know, I'm, I'm not instructed a teacher or a school owner, you know, marketing is, is where we help the lead generation. So I always start there because the same advice that would give a school owner that's trying to get to 100 students, we got school owners that have, you know, our client base that have multiple thousand students, and Mm -hmm. they're still applying the same principles. So I'd like to talk marketing, because how marketing applies to that, because without the marketing, you, you really don't have the business, and you're not able to teach, create the impact that you want to create through martial arts and live that lifestyle. So it always comes down to the marketing side of it. Now, you can be a great teacher. But if nobody knows who you are, it's always going to be a struggle. And I mean, 99% of the school, and as I speak to, it, it's always, how do we get more students?
1: Yeah, now, one of I'll... the strategies I heard actually um, uh, today <laughs> is, you know, you are you are successful when actually you don't need to brag. It's it's the other people who do that for you, which I, I you know, for me was like an aha moment.
0: Yeah, So so, and, and in that sense, right? So if you've got a great product, and you can get your students to talk about it. I mean, you know, that's that's magic. You're never gonna beat the power of a good referral. So exactly. so first up um, and, and this is why I always, what uh, I've grown to learn is, you know, everybody asks the question, how do we get more students? But it's a loaded question because it goes way deeper to that, well, are you keeping students? Um, mm-hmm. Or are you getting the leads in, but you're just not converting them? So, but, for to go back on your question, how do we go about this? There's the, the three core things, and I'm happy to dive deeper into it, but the three core things starts with one uh, irresistible offer. So mm-hmm. you've got to have a good offer that people can resonate with, and that's kind of gives a no brainer effect. And I always start there, right? Because if, if uh, you know, when people come to us and say, well, you know, we're posting these Facebook ads, and they're not working that's probably the first place we normally start is how does how does the offer look does uh and and just just to clarify the offer offers offer is the transaction that people have got to do to take the next step so is it a free trial is it a paid trial what do they got to do and how attractive is it and and so there goes a lot of a lot of science goes into creating that offer because it's got to communicate value And, and sometimes there's a disconnect with, uh, you know, as as martial artists or school owner, that you know, you understand the value of martial arts, but the person looking to start, they've got no clue. And it's, it's, you know, to tell someone they're going to get confidence or fitness or self defense. Yeah, but what does that really mean? So, so packaging the offer in a way that communicates value, and is a no brainer. Um, and the risk is on you, the school owner, not mm-hmm. the client, to take the first step, that's that's the most powerful thing that, that you've got to do. So uh, that's number one, have a good offer. And then number two, how do you get the offer to market? So um, look, there's, there's always talks about this social network, that, but you know, for the most part, the easiest way always is still Facebook, Facebook ads, if you follow the right formula. And you know how to grab attention, pick interest with, with with a good benefit, present your offer, and then number three.
1: Sorry, sorry. Uh, what yeah. is the right formula?
0: Yeah. So so the formula we always use um, is uh, and 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 people are super familiar with this, but if you it, it goes a few levels deeper. But the formula we stick to always is the it's called the ADA principle. ADA, ADA, AIDA principle. AIDA, A I D A. But I'll break it down for you. So. Uh, it stands for A is for attention, mm-hmm. I for interest, B for desire, and A for action. Okay. Right. So so attention. Um, attention is you've got to stop people in their tracks. So if you think of a platform like Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. people are mindlessly killing time, you know, nobody's literally looking for something. And and so if if you had to compare a platform like Google and Facebook. Google's got intent because people are actively typing in the thing that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Where Facebook, they're not. Uh, you know, people are just looking at cat videos or whatever they're doing. But you can target you can you can target so accurately with Facebook that you can put the right offer in front of them, and that's why offer is so important on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you've got to stop people in their tracks. So how do you do that? Well, you can, you can call them out. Just say, "Toronto parents," you know that's simple, but you call them out. But 70% of why people will stop will be your media. So your photos and videos should be on point. Now, people always say videos are better. They could be if you're super good at video, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but most people aren't. And even people that are good at video miss the points of the the true benefits. So there might be a good video editor, but it's not resonating with people that they're actually going to stop. Uh, they can't see themselves in the picture, mm-hmm. but a picture is easy, right? A picture yeah. is, can I see me or my kid there? Yeah. And so that, that covers attention, right? Mm-hmm. I've stopped. So now I'm paying attention. And so now you've got to grab my interest. I. Right. And so uh, there's two ways we go about interest. One is ask a question. Mm-hmm. Number two is a, a benefit driven headline. I'm not so such a fan of a question. And a big mistake I see people make is stacking the questions. So, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want this? And you know your prospect might be sitting there and yes, 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 no, <laughs> and they're gone, <laughs> yeah. right? So you've got to be you, you've got to make sure that if you ask a question that it's actually answers yes. But you're probably still going to have to follow up with a benefit-driven headline anyway. So I just start with a benefit-driven headline. Um, like what? Yeah, so easy formula is uh, the easiest formula still is uh, and this, I think uh, uh, so many people claim to have made this popular, but uh, I know it as how to benefit without pain. Mm-hmm. So how to get the thing that you want without the thing that you trying to avoid. So you could look at your audience and think, okay, well, what is it the thing that they get the most out of their training, jiu-jitsu or, or martial arts? Mm-hmm. And if you don't know just interview five of your, five, 10 of your students, you'll you'll get a, you'll get a clear insight real quick. And then what do they, what don't they want? Um, Are they sick and tired of the gym? Are they sick and tired of people posing in the mirror at the gym? Are they, yeah, what is it that they don't want? And Mm -hmm. so this is how you create this polarizing effect.
1: I like it. How, how do you get the thing you want without doing the thing you don't want?
0: Exactly. Beautiful. And that framework, it's probably the simplest place to start. Mm-hmm. And so going a bit deeper, uh, the thing that you want is not a jiu-jitsu class. That's the vehicle, mm-hmm. right? The thing that you want is what the jiu-jitsu is going to give you or what the martial arts is going to give you. So what is that outcome that's going to resonate with people? You know, mm-hmm. Is it confidence? Is it self-discipline? Is it self-defense? Is there, mm-hmm. like, what? what is that higher that high level. And I mean, you can go way deeper than that as well because what do they get out of self-defense? But mm-hmm. I mean, that probably comes up more in a conversation. But that's how you establish the value, right? So you've got you got to remove the value from just the, the vehicle. It's what does the vehicle give? And so this this really helps people, uh, I think, in the sense where, where people get hung up with their art. And sometimes people will tell me, my oh, art's so complicated. I don't know how to explain it. it you know, well, you don't because <laughs> you're the only one that, at that point, cares about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a new prospect, they don't typically don't understand the difference between karate, jujitsu, muay thai. Most of them just just don't. So they're you've looking for a feeling
1: for an emotion.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so most people just aren't. Maybe there's a fraction of people that are educated, but mm-hmm. they probably know where they want to go anyway. So the the general population that you're talking to don't. All right. So so that's where we are, right? Now you've stopped them in their tracks. Attention! You've gathered some interest. Now some desire. Now desire, depending on the price point of your trial, uh, you might need a few bullets, uh, like short little benefit-driven sentences. But typically, if you and like you know, and, and, and you know what we do is we would have like a like a paid trial. Like we've uh, we work with this sheet that. You know numbers that we've tested and price points that we tested. So it, uh, it kind of takes the thinking a bit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's if that offer is below hundred dollars, then you can typically just get away the desire section with a good offer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you ha- if you have a really good offer and it's crystal clear, it's well communicated, that could be enough. And now,
1: but if it's higher than a hundred.
0: But if it's higher than hundred, you might want to have some bullet points to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: and those will be the benefits.
0: Yeah, those will just be extra benefits, what they what they get with this offer. So kind of before the offer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then action, like what do they need to do to get this thing? And so two big mistakes that, that school owners make here is one, not have it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest mistake is people just don't tell them, uh, they do this perfect ad, but they're like, what do I do to get this thing? Mm-hmm. So, so telling people super clear what they've got to do. Now, this is where you've got to be, you got to abide. We talk about abiding by the platform rules. A lot of times I'll see people have like a flyer, and they put their flyer on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a great flyer, but now it's on Facebook. So it's great in print, but it's not a great ad. And on the, on the flyer, there'll be call us, phone number, or email. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't know about you. If you've ever tried to click on a phone number or email address on a phone, it doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. So so imagine most of your people looking at an ad and are looking at it and well, what's the number? They don't have a pen. Yeah. They don't remember it. Oh, I don't know. What do I do? Um, and then they forget. <laughs> and then I'll do it later. They've yeah. got all the intent to do it later, but they just won't because so, so you've lost them. Right? So, so what's the simplest way to have a call to action? Well, what we've learned over the years, and I, I guess, I'll say this. Um, six years ago, uh, when we released our first uh, martial arts media Academy course, which was which was a marketing course, um, our advice was, advice was also different, we would say, have a great landing page, and send people to a great website or landing page.
1: Mm-hmm
0: now I never start there. Well, having that be an added asset, yeah, but now we just want to sell the conversation. Um, We just want to have more conversations because if you can have more conversations, we can have more conversions. So we just go for what is the best way for people to get in touch? Mm -hmm. Um, Easiest is send a message or um, you could do like a lead ad in Facebook where you gather the names, emails, and so forth. But again, um Depending on the level that, that people are at, we just go for the messaging. So so those are the three things, right? You have to have a good offer, how do you, the formula to put in front of people, and then what is the call to action? Mm-hmm. And you can do those three things at scale, because I see people do that with 10, 20 students a month, with two, two hundreds. Um, that means staying focused on it, getting better at the kind of like your martial arts, right? You Mm -hmm. you don't just go practice once and do something new. But I think as business owners, we get bored with our marketing before anybody else does. So we wanna try something new. But um, if you've refined that and you know your offer converts, then you can improve the offer by the messaging and then you can improve the conversion by the way you actually follow up on the messages.
1: All right, so just to recap, we have uh, an irresistible offer, number one. Number two was how to get uh, the offer to into advertisement. And this yeah. is Ida. What is next? What comes
0: after that? Master your messaging. So your follow-up process. And that's for the call to action. So, so mastering the, the follow-up process of taking people from curious to serious to sign up. So yeah, we, we typically use Messenger for that. We've got, a uh, we, we work with, we call the, the Messenger signup method, um, which is just sort of a process where you go on, how do you build relationship fast and establish value and then take the orders from there.
1: I like that. How do you follow up to have them from curious to serious?
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's, great. that's in depth. <laughs> But, um
1: generally speaking, why why would you say martial arts business uh, fail? Like, or how do they plan for risk management?
0: Risk management. Hmm. what' well, say I'm the best person to answer that. But on failing, things that I have come across a lot of it. Well, look, everything in business starts with with mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the the overarching theme. And with mindset comes beliefs about, about money, ethics on charging money for martial arts. And a big one that's probably never spoken about is the peer group. Because if your great, great, great master teacher that you learn from doesn't charge for martial arts or you know maybe they, you know, they've got different philosophies and that's passed on to you, that creates a lot of conflict because if you want to try and grow a business, but your martial arts master who's truly a master at martial arts is not a master at business, but as a master at martial arts is enforcing those beliefs
1: yeah, the and mindset
0: onto you. You're going to face some crossroads, right? Because you're mm-hmm. going to have to let go of that to, to move forward. So a lot of it starts with, with mindset. And uh, I was on a, uh, we host this, uh, a, a virtual event. It's called the Martial Arts Media Intensive. We used to do it physical, but hey, Digital is great because I can run the event and go home. <laughs> and <laughs> I can access the world. So it's always better. And I was, I was we were going through this process and, and somebody brought up, somebody was chatting about, um, we were talking about sales. And, and he mentioned, I'm too, um, I'm too honest man to be good at sales. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> we, we got to talk about that right? Because for you listening, you know, maybe there's something else that you're attaching to it, right? Maybe, maybe you've got a different type of belief. So, so you can take this example and, you know, work it into your, your own, uh, your own scenario. But we really had to dive deep into that because if you feel that you are too honest to be good at sales, how are you going to move your business forward? How are you going to present your martial arts to someone if you feel that what you're doing is unethical, that's you will sabotage your own success
1: mm-hmm. day
0: in and day out. So yeah. you've got to get clear on that. And the easiest way to, to really get clear on that is just go look at your students. Like if you're teaching martial arts, do you change lives? How many lives have you changed? Are mm-hmm. people better off after training martial arts with you or not? If they're not, you probably shouldn't be in business, right? But Mm -hmm. I think for 99% of martial arts school owners, you change lives. And I know, you know, we skipped that part of my story, but, you know, it definitely changed my life when I got into martial arts. And I I wish I was a kid, you know, and I had a martial arts instructor convince my parents to get me started when I was a kid Mm -hmm. because I know the benefits now. I mean, I'm 44 now, but, you know, I I started in my mid-30s. I see the benefits now and I, I see how that's helped my son. And that message needs to be enforced. So you've got to be able to communicate your value and mm-hmm. understand the value that you provide. And the value that you provide is not on the mats. Um, it's, it's much higher level. And this is what really helped us help school owners during the pandemic. Because what do you do in a pandemic when the vehicle that you attach to, which is your martial arts training on the mats, camaraderie, friends, high fives, that community, if that's missing, then how do you transfer that experience without the vehicle? Mm-hmm. And that's what you've got to think about, right? Well, how do you do that? Well, you, how do you take your community, the missing element, how do you take that online? How do you continue being a coach? How do you continue being a coach and mm-hmm. make sure that? move up and what content can you provide to support that that challenges your thinking in big ways because right. because that's the vehicle
1: and also you, you value you know the I, I will imagine the value you're bringing to to the community has to speak from a place where you understanding yourself as a business owner what you and and the 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 gene is bringing to people's life so how do you translate that into into a sentence how do you translate that into a powerful value proposition
0: i don't know if it's much of a of how i can put it in a sentence but it's it's more of uh give me give me a better scenario like let's say uh, are you talking about like a current circumstance so, like so, it, so now? Yeah.
1: Start, let's say this like in toronto this like I don't know. Hundreds of jiu-jitsu gym. How do they create a message that is different from all the other gym, and is not saying "come to train with me, I'll build your confidence, I'll help your child not to be bullied," right? How how do you separate yourself from everybody else who who is offering the same physically?
0: Offering the same, but how do you go about presenting that message right through to people? So maybe this helps. Uh, last week on our partner's power hour call, I was with uh, one of our partner members who's based in the UK. And I think the UK and Canada are still in, in I mean, I know for the UK, they've been in lockdown for about a year. Mm-hmm. And but now things are starting to look up. So we looked at all right, well, well what's the plan? then? How do we navigate through this? So for them, they, they still do their online classes, they're doing things online i know jujitsu can be a bit trickier because how do you do online but mm-hmm. there's there's many successful models that you can look at of people doing that like if you look at what the gracies are doing you know you can take things from that and apply that now mm-hmm. some people might look at that and say well that's the gracies and that's them and we can't be that but wrong because you're the coach and you've got your community and your community listens to you mm-hmm. so and where would you want them to get the content from someone else or from you? So you totally got to be the leader. You know, mm-hmm. it's your chance to step up as a, as a leader.
1: Th- that's a powerful statement is don't be afraid to kind of steal from, from somebody else and give yourself that permission, yeah.
0: So just a bit more context on, on things that, you know, we, we really saw school owners struggle with is when things are going up and down, you know, how do How do you stay positive, right? Like it looks like the whole wall is crumbling. Yeah you know? Lockdown, not lockdown. we open, We're not. Break you know? And so you gotta you gotta divide empathy and sympathy. And sympathy, what I mean by that is when things go wrong, I see school owners jump straight to Facebook and they they, they take that emotion of sympathy with them of how life sucks. And it goes, that energy goes out in their posts and their communication. And it's kind of like saying, hey, all of us, we all got our heads in the sand. And I understand because I also got my head in the sand and let's all have our head in the sands and life sucks and we'll wait for better days. Or you can have empathy and take it as an opportunity to lead, meaning it sucks. And then give yourself permission to go have a sulking moment of how life sucks for an hour or two hours get it out of your system and now go to find your message okay and and this is the hardest thing but like okay so what what's the plan because if there's no plan and this is you know when when we saw all these cancellations you know when people run out of the future with you they cancel so you know when things shut down they're like well, we'll cancel of course mm-hmm. what's the plan yeah so it's important to have the plan and i'll get back to how we doing this with one of our school owners in the UK. You, you've got to have that plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And having empathy is understanding the situation, but then turning the wheels. And and so we did this with, with Don a few times where it's like, okay, we're locked down. Well, how are we going to handle this? And the messaging was something like to his members, right? Okay, we're in a lockdown. It happened again. It's probably going to happen again too, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but what, are we, what are we going to do? We're martial artists. Are we going to let this get in our way, or are we going to actually just commit and get the thing done and train and be better off when we open? Because when we open, this is the plan. Are we going to do X, Y, and Z? So, if if that helps in in one part, now, so how what what are we doing with 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 our our client in the UK? Well, they know that um, I think end of this month they can they can I've got the exact dates, but I think end of March they can do. Uh, more outside training. April, they're looking at uh, uh, opening doors, and then they're moving in into summer. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that we noticed in Australia was schools boomed at times when they wouldn't normally boom, meaning like right before December or, uh, you know, as people moved out of the pandemic, people were just keen to get on with life, and gyms are just booming. Right, um, spoke to someone yesterday. Double this business from last year, so things are really looking up. Right, martial arts school owners that are have moved past it are thriving, and so so for us, looking at in, in the UK, we were looking. All right, well, so we've got these four dates. We've got we've got end of the month. Mm-hmm. We've got something happening in April. We've got summer, etc., coming up. So, how do we plan the campaigns? Well, the the secret to that is. Having your your message to market match on point, so the right message at the right time for the right person, and this was this has been the trickiest in the pandemic because you've got a as much whether you agree with governments or not, what they say goes right. So mm-hmm. you can hate it, love it, fight it, like that's what is said. So what can you do? Is you can just ride the train. You can piggyback on what it is. That they're saying, and you can draw the good news out of that. So, we are preparing the campaigns, and we're going, well, we got these four dates. And the minute the announcements gets made, then it's good news, it's we're open, you know, it's, it's sending the message out that Mm. we're ready, let's go, right. So, you know, if things have been tough, and you're looking at the next few months, like what's going to happen? Well, be prepared, right, because your time is coming and yeah. the boom is coming, yeah. but make sure that your messaging is on point at that day because the message before one day before lockdown and one day after is a completely different message. So you've got to be prepared that your message resonates where people are at mentally at that time mm-hmm. and move past it. And just know that for every 50% of people that don't want to continue on with life and are paranoid and everything else, there's another 50% that are. Mm-hmm.
1: In terms of the messaging, would you say, um, for the messaging to be on point is to say what's in the moment or divulging a part of the plan and where where the gym is, is like, what's the, the vision?
0: Depends on where the marketing message is at. If it's for retention, yeah, it's definitely more about the plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If it's for marketing and attracting students in ads i would be more in the moment of what mm-hmm. it is and you know yep if there's sort of a glimpse of the plan that's ahead of opening dates etc do that but uh, you know something you can really work to your advantage in all this is wait lists you know wait lists and scarcity is a real powerful thing and if you're dealing with restrictions and you can't have enough people on the mats fill up a waitlist wait, um, mm-hmm. people understand Demand and supply is a scarce thing, and that can drive a lot of people to make sure that they get on the list for mm. when you open or when you have a spot available yeah, as well.
1: I like that. Nice. Um, so if um, if someone had to start a business today, um, where, where do they start and how do they create a sustainable game plan? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question.
0: Yeah, it is. So, look, I'll, I'll just give my perspective. Right? Um, on, on my perspective, I would say simplify,
1: mm-hmm. and, and
0: what I mean by that is, um, you, you want to obviously want to have a good product. You, you want to be good at something, delivering something good, and and be clear on what that is. And and then, again, going back to market. Well, where is your market? Mm-hmm. Like who 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 are your ideal customers? And how are you going to get a message out to them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you can go back actually to my initial marketing advice. Get a great offer. Find a way to put it in front of people. Follow up with it. And, and do that until you have a sustainable customer base. And then you can get all fancy and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I'd want to do that before I build websites, get a flashy logo, um, do all this stuff that feels like I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not, because if you don't have a customer, then you've got nothing. So I would focus on, like, what is the minimal viable way I can get started, deliver the thing, and perfection is a killer, right? So just just go, because you're going to learn when you go. Be clear on what you're offering to people, what benefit they get, find a way to get that started even if it's that even if it's not running ads and it's just in your sphere of influence mm-hmm. um, friends, family sometimes they're your first customers right um, I think a lot of people have had a, had a mum as their first customer but you know just just start somewhere and and get that out and and just refine that and avoid comp- have horse flap blinkers on and, and mm-hmm. just pull the customer base.
1: Great advice. Um, what would you say are the biggest myths for an online um, business marketing? What are the things that someone should avoid, and what are the absolutely must to implement?
0: Myths to avoid. So, I, I guess be careful where you get your advice from. Mm. That's a that's a tricky part, right? Because um, because in today's world you can buy the course on how to be the expert. And that's your intro into business. And it means that someone hasn't applied any of what they learned in a real business, or maybe it worked in another business, and they haven't adapted it into a model. So uh, just be super cautious, who you get your advice from based on what you want to do. That, that's probably um, the biggest, the biggest thing. The, and people will always sell on their strength. Right. So um, people will always sell what they sell. So, you know, if people are selling websites, they're going to tell you you're going to need the best website. If they're mm-hmm. selling, of course, on AdWords, they're going to tell you AdWords is the way to go. If they're doing YouTube, they're going to say YouTube's the best way to go. Um, so, you know, people are always going to sell to their strengths. And that's why I, um, and I was that guy, you know, we, we used to do websites and, you know, that was the go to thing. But I realized it took a lot longer for people to get where they wanted to go. And so we, We stripped it all away and boiled down to the the three things that I shared earlier, the Mm -hmm. offer, get the message right, get the follow-up.
1: And and if they don't know to whom uh, to go for advice, they should come to you, George. And before we we close, I want to be mindful of our time. I know you have a call in in about eight minutes. If people uh, want to follow you or just get in touch with you, is there any, you mentioned there is a masterclass you're providing where can they find you and how, how can they contact you?
0: Yeah. The the easiest way probably is uh, martializedmedia.com mm-hmm. forward slash scale. I don't know if I can help you, but that's what this little form is about. It's like a <laughs> sip step form. It just tells us, you, you tell us who you are, what you're doing. It gives us a, just a bit of a gauge of what you need help with. And if we feel we can help you, uh, we'll have a chat anyway, but um, yeah, if we feel we can help you, we jump on a call and we'll chat about the, the details. We only take on clients that we can help. So I'm, I'm very um, transparent on that part. I, you know, I don't want to try and help people if we can't help them. Um, we typically only work with martial arts school owners. That's jujitsu, taekwondo, uh, any martial arts um, of all sizes. So we've got different programs depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but that form is the best place to start, martialartsmedia.com forward slash scale. Um, let me know exactly what, what it is that you're struggling with, and we'll see if we're the right guys to, to help you with that. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it, thank you. Uh, so the website is
0: martialartsmedia.com forward slash scale.
1: Awesome, and we'll put it into the show notes. Um, moving on uh, into minds. Uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, and if you log on today, I've uh, we our new website is going live like three days ago. So if it's down, it's just because they are moving the parts <laughs> that were supposed to be done yesterday. Exciting. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right,
1: we will share the link in the show notes. Um, if you could go back before you started your online business and and give yourself that conversation, knowing everything you know today, on top of the pandemic, you know, everything that happened. Uh, What would you say to yourself, um, you know, and what would you say to yourself the day before you started the the process to preparing yourself for what is to come?
0: Think less, do more. Just just execute more. Perfection is a killer. Uh, Perfection will kill progress. Think less, do more. Do, get a result, assess the result. Improve on it.
1: I love it. Think, let's do more. Yep. Let's move on to the fire, rapid fire cool. questions. Our favorite, favorite of our audience here. Um, so I'll just, um, you know, uh, come up with a couple of rapid fire questions, and you can just uh, answer with whatever comes comes to mind. Okay.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> what is true?
0: What is true is there's always an option. Mm. There's always a plus side, and there's always an option. You, you always have options.
1: Love it. What is missing in your life right now?
0: I wouldn't say it's injuries because I've got those. Um, <laughs> good waves. Good what? Good waves. Good <laughs> waves in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <Good Perfect.
1: way. laughs> Do you surf? I surf, yeah. Yeah, nice. Amazing. What is the greatest fear moving forward that you will overcome next? So you've done the 75 hard. What's next?
0: Well, I mean, my biggest fear is still jumping out of a plane, but um, Mm. I can't say I'm going to address that one. But fear of just not living to my full potential more than anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, Life is a a journey, so, you know, uh, like you said, Keep your uh, jiu jitsu mindset and and go for that fear, right? Uh, that's what makes us grow and stronger. What what are your favorite, by the way? Um, you, you have your own podcast, and uh, is that a weekly, monthly? Uh,
0: it's weekly and sporadically. So I I interview martial arts school owners. That's how I got it started. I'm mm-hmm. just wanting to learn from martial arts school owners. Uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. And then, I, you know, as I've gathered knowledge of marketing and things, I, I sporadically just share thoughts and ideas that are current in the moment. And then we feature the odd case study with our clients and, and mm-hmm. so forth as well.
1: And then uh, I've seen bits and pieces on your uh, IG at uh, George Fury. Um, so I encourage uh, anyone in our audience today to to check that out. Those are really uh, r- really great and inspiring. Um, Thank you. Especially all the, the tips and techniques that you're sharing. So good for you. Um, wh- what are you, what is your favorite podcast uh, besides yours, of course, <laughs> that you would recommend?
0: <laughs> the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. <laughs> um, What what do I listen to? I don't listen to too many. I I go in and out. Um, I I guess the longest podcast that I've listened to is is one of my mentors, uh, James Schramko from Superfast Business, superfastbusiness.com. That's uh, probably the most value driven podcast there is. The others I sort of move in and out of. Um, I'll listen to a bit of Joe Rogan if I'm interested, a bit of Tim Ferriss. Uh, I like Frank Kern's podcast, Super Short uh, Marketing Advice. Those are the ones I typically dive into.
1: Awesome. Imagine the world is coming to an end, and these three lessons that you can share with the world, what will they be?
0: Whoa. <laughs> the world is coming to an end, or well, the, the lesson is go out and live, go make the best of it.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much George. I want to acknowledge you for the work you are putting. Um, I want to congratulate you for allowing people to tap into their potential and thank you so much for joining us today and, and spending this this hour together. I can't wait to uh, share this podcast and have the world discover uh, what you're doing and I hope know i definitely took so many golden nuggets from our conversation and i'm sure uh you know everybody listening today and who will be listening from the recording will get um you know maybe we we will need to have a a second follow-up because i still have a lot of questions
0: (laughs) Um,
1: so thank you so much um i don't know if you have any closing words
0: uh, no, not really. Well, I firstly thanks thanks so much for having me. It was was really great to to speak to you. It's always I find it funny when I'm on this side of the mm-hmm. chat because I'm always the guy asking asking all the questions. Yeah, I guess just for, for martial arts school learners, you know, if it's it's been a tough year, but um sitting in a in an area which I'm thankful for and I I don't really like to say, hey, it's so great here, because I'm I'm conscious of how people are struggling. And you know, we got clients in the USA, uh, Canada. The UK New Zealand Australia you know it's 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 all over and um you know we we had to really draw the positives of what's good and what's you know what's good in the martial arts industry which a lot of people haven't been spoken you know been mm-hmm. talking about your time if 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 you are struggling your time is coming but sympathy empathy get your you know get your mind right whether you like it or not people look up to you as a leader so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's your opportunity to lead people through it out the misery, not into the misery. So, be careful what you say on social media. Be careful of getting riled up into politics and having rants because it's 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 never a winning conversation. You know, so uh, look after your own mind. I know it's it, I know it can be tough, but you know, look after yourself first. Go do something like the seventy five hard challenge or something like that. If you know if you're really struggling to get momentum back, and yeah, just just be in the moment and, and make it happen because you know life is good and there's good things coming just
1: wire yourself to win like the title of our podcast exactly (laughs) i love it
0: choice by choice thank
1: you thank you so much george our next uh, podcast we go with the floor number nine will be april 15 at 7 p.m eastern standard time so mark your calendar it will be with sebastian zappa he is a fantastic guest uh, doing Wim Hof breathing. If you know about um, the Wim Hof breathing and and cold exposure, George, uh, please join us as well. um, Journey into healing, awaken your life force with the breath. So on that note, um, thank you again, and I will see you soon. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks, Florence. Thank you, bye. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, and in there I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group so martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P, Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group, that will take you straight there, Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for
1: listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.